0: This is Hemet. And
1: Jessica. And
0: you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash podcast to support this show. Uh, it's been a little while since we've it's chatted. it while. Yes. So not sorry. even. It's too early for this. <laughs> it's too we're early. doing this early because I'm going to be gone for several more days. But I, the first story I wanted to talk about, I were I are jumping right in. We're I'm jumping. doing
1: fine. Thank you for are you asking. are Thank you for asking.
0: The first story I wanted to do is actually like two weeks old, two weeks old, and we didn't cover it because it happened like right after we recorded last time. Oh, perfect. Uh, Pat Robertson. He is still dead. Did you know this? Here's what surprises me about this. He died, uh, whatever, two weeks ago or something, close Mm. to that. And other than notices that he died, I have not heard his name come up in any meaningful way hmm. other than pointing out the fact that he is dead. And, like, if a famous actor or a famous politician or whoever dies, they will spend weeks talking sure. about the legacy that's left behind, good or bad. Um, In terms of Pat Robertson, yeah, you get stuff about his foray into politics and the Christian coalition and things like that. But other than that, it's just been kind of like... All right. It he's has dead. Been kind
1: of crickets. Like mm-hmm. there haven't really been any, I mean, not that I've noticed anyway, any like heartfelt <laughs> like people <laughs> talking about what Pat Robertson meant to them and other how other
0: than on his show and his network right. where the 700 Club has repeatedly been like here's some lookbacks. Right. At- Per Robertson, like you're right. Even in Christian media, yeah. they haven't spent much time talking about how great this guy was.
1: I wonder why. <laughs> I, I like sincerely, like, oh, you. okay. I don't know shit. <laughs> okay, let's get. Yeah,
0: for the, what it's worth, the cause of death was not given, but he was 93. Yeah, um, I don't
1: think anyone was speculating about the cause of death, my dude. Oh,
0: <laughs> the man. <laughs> I mean, I was like, was it a sickness? Was it a heart attack? I didn't know he had one. The but man's no, never since nothing
1: since the Roosevelt administration. <laughs>
0: Think about what this guy represented. Not only did he use his platform to promote homophobia, anti-Muslim bigotry, sexism, conspiracy theories. I think for a lot of people, he was just best known for what the extent of his lies. Because this is a guy who bragged that he could leg press 2,000 pounds. Excuse me? He yep.
1: said what?
0: Uh, and 2,000
1: pounds? 2,000
0: pounds. That's One when ton? he was in his 80s. Um, he said he would Ooh. live to a hundred twenty. Oop, a little short. Uh huh. He said feminism has led women to quote quote leave their husbands, kill their children, practice, practice witchcraft, craft, destroy sword. capitalism, and become Come lesbians. lesbians.
1: Uh, that uh, is a cross stitch I sold for
0: many years, nice. and it
1: was a top seller. <laughs> I forgot that was him. He
0: called for the assassination of the Venezuelan president. He oh. said towels carry AIDS. Well, sure, that's
1: just science. I Uh, don't know why you're...
0: (laughs) He blamed mass shootings on godlessness and liberals. He said once he's being dominated by homosexuals. That's very funny. Yeah, it really was.
1: Outstanding. Uh,
0: Because they were getting more attention than he was, just FYI. Mm. Famously, after 9-11, Jerry Falwell came on his show and blamed 9-11 on pagans, abortionists, feminists, gays, lesbians, the ACLU, and People for the American Way, the company that oversees Right Wing Watch. And Pat Robertson chimed in with, I totally concur. See? Because, of course, Two of our greatest minds. Wait, I'm not done. Okay. Pat Robertson also, here, I'll give him credit for this, Mm -hmm. never somehow on board with young earth creationism and kind of mocked Ken Ham. That's right. I do love the infighting. Yeah. He said, quote, you have to be deaf, dumb, and blind to think that this earth that we live in only has 6,000 years of existence. Um, I'm not saying wow. he was always sensible on this topic, but Young Earth Creationism, nope. He wasn't on board with that. He also wasn't on board with anti-marijuana policies. He said marijuana should be legalized. Fuck yeah, Perry so, You get it, my dude. Uh-huh.
1: Um, didn't he... I feel like my first... Um, uh, Time, the first time I noticed him, did he blame Katrina on the gays?
0: Um, listen, I don't him? have it in front of me, but that does sound right. Up like his alley. I, I'm trying
1: to think of the first time like I got wind of his stuff, and that feels like what it was. Although this September been- 11th was caused by abortions.
0: That does sound familiar. Yeah, Yeah. that does sound familiar. Um, I mean, I guess one reason even Christians seem to have been like, well, he's dead now. All right, we're moving on.
1: (laughs) See you never. I
0: think one reason for that is, keep in mind, when the Christian Broadcasting Network, which he started, Mm -hmm. came on air in 1960, the nation was about 67% Protestant. That number has now dipped to 34%.
1: So are like, you saying Pat Robinson, Robertson is personally responsible for a... the only
0: reason uh, that number has <laughs> for gone down. a 100% down. dip in yeah. numbers or 50%... That's right. How do percentages That's work? That's right. It's, it's all him and him alone. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, he became one of those guys who's so utterly ridiculous that even Christians are like, you, you don't have to watch this guy if you're looking for people to listen to. Okay,
1: here's my question, though. Does Pat Robertson say anything that different from, like, a Ken Ham with... uh,
0: Like, crazy Christian preacher types? Right.
1: Except for, you know, the young earth creation thing. Not
0: any time recently. So... Like, he just became known for spouting right-wing talking points and, like, conspiracy theories that exist in Christian circles.
1: I guess I am just wondering why... His bigotry wasn't special. Yeah. Like, so why has he kind of, obviously not been shunned, but, like... Why has he not gotten any fanfare, whereas like people are still uh, obsessed with Ken Ham?
0: Probably because he hit his peak in the 80s uh, when he Uh, ran for president. He created these platforms that were outsized in their influence. But again, like so many right-wing Christians, he not only built and attained his massive platform, he then used it specifically to harm people who are already marginalized. Gotcha. Um, I mean, today, even... When I was reading obituaries, not just in mainstream uh, publications, but in Christian outlets, like even the top paragraphs of his obituary were all about the crazy-ass things he said. Known for
1: spouting, blah, blah, blah.
0: It wasn't near the bottom as an afterthought, to give you a comprehensive sense of his life. It Mm -hmm. was near the top because, ultimately, his legacy is making Christianity even more cringeworthy. Mm -hmm. Um, Even Christianity today. Uh, couldn't escape that. In their write-up of his life, the fact that he was, quote, among the most influential evangelicals of the 20th century, that was paragraph four. <laughs> Paragraph three included how he, quote, stirred controversy with his off-the-cuff commentary characterizing disasters like hurricanes, earthquakes, and the 9-11 attacks as God's judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, The only obituary I could find that ignored all the crazy shit he said was the one posted by his son Gordon (gasps) on the Christian Broadcasting Network's website announcing his death. Like, that's it. Huh. Everyone else, even the Christian outlets, were like, yeah, he said a lot of crazy stuff. If you're under the age of, like, 70, you only really know him because of the crazy shit he said. Right.
1: Was there ever a phase that he wasn't saying crazy shit, or did he devolve into more craziness? Was Was he cogent when he was younger?
0: There was a time in the 70s and 80s when the stuff he spouted wasn't necessarily insane. It was just right-wing Christian awfulness Mm. that he parlayed into a presidential run, not because I think he thought he had any chance of winning against George H.W. Bush, but because it was, as every Republican candidate could tell you right now running for president uh, is a great way to launch a personal media branding campaign. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. Uh,
0: you want a Fox news job, go run for president first. Sure. And that way we can attach that to your resume. Sure. Uh, I shouldn't just say Republicans, Democrats know that too. But again, that's the thing, Pat Robertson, that was the peak of his influence. Mm-hmm. And then he became the old crank who right. just became known for saying crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And At some point, I think even recently, his crazy shit stopped being all that crazy because there's no shortage of Christian preachers who say other crazy shit, and now he's not even special.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, and also, he sort of uh, straddled this weird time in media that he... He did most of his like groundwork before there was the internet and like people kind of, it, it was a little more siloed, right? Like mm-hmm. the right hand didn't really know what the left hand was doing and vice versa a little bit more. And now it's just everything's on the internet and you have right wing watch and all they do is like pull clips of these people yeah. saying these horrible things.
0: Pour one out to right wing watch, which has spent more than... Uh, and Kyle Mantila over there, who has spent more than 20 years documenting the crazy shit he said that entire time, more so than any other place. Mm. Um, And I think, honestly, I think the Watchdogs, who did nothing more but to quote him accurately, Mm -hmm. did more to define his legacy than anything Pat Robertson ever did.
1: Yeah. I do think that's often, uh, when people say the parties are the same, I I would point you to the fact that conservatives will fucking lie about literally anything that they want to just to get you to, to agree with them. I don't know, man.
0: Uh, everyone, just be sure to wave down at the ground. Say hi to Pat Robertson. Bye, Patty. He's, he's looking up at us from below.
1: Yeah. What? Are, what's Ramping Watch going to do now, man?
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't work for them, but I can tell you they have plenty yeah. to keep them occupied. <laughs> uh, they'll be fine. Uh. <laughs> really at this point like
1: when i imagine pat robertson it has the right wing watch banner above <laughs> his head
0: <laughs> every single picture of pat robertson should come with the uh, with the right wing watch logo yeah
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> um i'm going to Shift to something amusing just before I get into all the other heavy stuff, Mm. because I think everyone has the wrong reaction to a Jeopardy clue that appeared recently. Oh,
1: boy. All right. I'm going to read
0: you the clue. Okay. All right. Category. Uh, D'adgetives, which are ways, they're descriptions of fathers. That's the category. uh, Okay. Portmando? Yes. Portmanteau. And this is the $200 clue, the easiest clue they say this in the category. Double jeopardy, then? Single. Single? Uh, dude, they doubled the money like 30 years ago <laughs> and you have forgotten. Anyway, here's the clue. Forgotten
1: or <laughs> never knew.
0: For, here's the clue. Okay. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 says, Our Father which art in heaven, this be thy name. Hallowed. Hallowed. It's the Lord's Prayer. It's probably the most famous prayer in Christianity, or the one known by the most Christians anyway, if you've uh, ever done anything Christian. Uh And here's why this is news. The three players, none of them buzzed in. None of them knew it. Oh, so
1: nobody buzzed in. That's (laughs) what it was. Right. I I saw that. They all got it wrong. They all got it wrong because
0: no one knew the answer, so no one even bothered trying.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Okay, so that was That's the reaction hysterical. from the internet, and by the way, that includes the returning champion who was riding a five-day winning streak. Like, it's these are not like random people who didn't know it. This is like a very good player, huh. um, a grad school physicist, I believe, and someone else. But like, obviously, if you're <laughs> and on the third the third person, if you're on the show, you you should know stuff. Like. These are all people who legitimately could have known Hyman's something.
1: Kevin's trying so hard not to say. They're obviously really smart because they're yeah. on Jeopardy because he himself was on Thank Jeopardy.
0: Um, In case like,
1: anybody's forgotten. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. But here's the thing. The internet Jeopardy blew champion. their shit. Oh, they lost their shit because here's some headlines. Jeopardy fans appalled that a Lord's Prayer clue stumped all three contestants. Um Jeopardy fans left stunned after contestants Whoa. could answer this question about the Lord's Prayer. $200 they. Jeopardy clue stumps guests, stuns viewers. Whenever they say that, you know we're talking about like three tweets of that like, they collected. <laughs> Going, yes, Ooh. that's exactly it. Um, and basically, yeah, there's a lot of people who are like, I knew that. How come these smarties didn't know that? Which
1: is... 90% of
0: t- Jeopardy Twitter, right? That's like, exactly. oh, I do know. That's exactly right. And look, oh, I thought everybody
1: knew that. I thought it was common knowledge.
0: As a viewer, look, there's nothing better than realizing you know something that these three oh, people do not.
1: That's the only reason people watch Jeopardy.
0: <laughs> that's for right. that moment. And the thing is, even if you're not raised in Christianity, uh, there's an expectation because it's the it's Lord's culturally prayer. It's Culturally pervasive. Culturally pervasive. You will know that answer. And the thing I would, uh, and by the way, even. Uh, the, the Freedom from Religion Foundation of all places responded to a tweet about how they all missed it. They called it a "quote welcoming sign of the secularizing times," and they're all wrong about this. Oh, all of God. the, all of you. Oh, it's, don't it's worry, not everybody. A big deal. Has Sorry, the correct listen. take? This is the. Of course, I do. Sorry, idiots. Here's the only response to this. Everyone has blind spots. The fact that the Lord's Prayer was missed by all three contestants means, yeah, it wasn't in their purview. They never had a reason to know it. They didn't know it. It happened. It's not that big of a deal. And the thing is, in the giant list of things you might want to study before you appear on Jeopardy, this isn't on the list. Okay, It's the specifics of Christianity is not on the list. And the perfect example of that, of... The contestants may be having a blind spot that most viewers are like, how do you not know that? There was a famous category a few years ago, uh, all about football. and, and
1: American football? American, or... American
0: football. Oh, gridiron, and, as we call it. Every contestant missed every single question, like didn't even buzz in on a single one, to the point where Alex Trebek at the time, like because they have time <laughs> All to right, do- nerds. it's the last category they haven't touched it and now there's time left so they're gonna go through everything and by the time they get to the last clue even Alex Trebek is like if you guys ring in and get this one i will die <laughs> And, of course, they didn't. But even he's like, you guys don't know any of this stuff.
1: You don't have any examples of those football um, questions, do you? I've off the top of
0: my head, I don't. I but, would just
1: be curious if it's, like, how many yards it. No, in a, it was whatever. like,
0: this is an option pass. Or oh, what's the team shit. known as the Purple People Eaters or something. The Minnesota Vikings. Just some of it they should have gotten. Some of it was trivia. But yeah. whatever. But here's the thing. Like, I don't think... I saw this from some people saying Jeopardy has too many questions about Christianity or something. It's like no, they don't. The is that quest-
1: a problem people have cited?
0: Yes, and uh, <sighs> on, I, for what it's worth, I think the question about the Lord's Prayer was fair. Yeah. So are clues. So are clues that touch on beliefs of other faiths. Christianity is the most popular religion in America. Like you said, it's right. culturally significant. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's a weird question because of how many ways in pop culture they touch on the Lord's Prayer. Like
1: Boondock Saints. So if these uh-huh. people are like in their mid-40s and dudes, white dudes, they definitely had a Boondock Saints poster in their dorm room None that of them said the Lord's Prayer 30 and on it. On it. See, this but good is track. Is a, I mean, listen, I know the audience for the Lord's p- <laughs> Prayer. It's either people who have gone to church a lot or... Or people have seen Boondock Saints. God, I hope that's the prayer they use in that
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things they said when people are like viewers are stunned by this is like, how do you not know about a Christian thing that everyone knows? Um, what does this say about Christianity, some articles mm-hmm. suggest. It. It's like, look, if you're looking what for people... What does this people... say about
1: Christianity uh, that it's seriously less popular? I don't know. Well,
0: if you're looking for people who don't know about anything Jesus said, like, stop looking at these contestants and look to the white evangelicals who support a con artist as president. Yeah, or that's the Catholics true. who defend a crime syndicate. Or the Southern Baptists who voted this past week to say only men must be heard from the pulpit and nothing else. And Wait,
1: excuse me? Could you, sorry, could you just back up a sentence? I zoned out. I was thinking af- of medieval times. Remember we
0: talked about Saddleback Church, Rick Warren's church, uh-huh. and they uh-huh. were like, we're kicking you out because you have female pastors on your payroll. Oh, yeah. Uh, this week, during the Southern Baptist Convention meeting, they said, no, this is a rule now. Cool. If you have a woman in any position of leadership, you're out. And then they published- Ooh, They are
1: tripling down, one dude,
0: eh? One dude put together like a nearly 200-page screenshotted document of Every SBC church that has any women listed as staffers, wow. uh, as pastors, and they're like, look, I circled their pictures for you in case you want to stalk them or something.
1: Wow!
0: <laughs> but sure, get mad at these Jeopardy contestants for not knowing the specifics. Sorry, of the Lord's I just want to be clear:
1: was that not going to come up on the episode if I you hadn't mentioned not, it in I passing? I did not have
0: that on the list. So Southern what you're Baptist saying is excluding
1: an entire gender from leadership? Yeah. did not even make a blip on your yeah, radar. Was
0: not on my priority list of things to talk about because the SBC being sexist is evergreen news.
1: Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna sit with that
0: for a few <laughs> minutes
1: and think about what that means about you and our world and might um, go jump off my balcony over there. There you go.
0: Uh, here. Last weekend, I had my in-laws over and we needed to make dinner in a crunch. Instead of ordering out, we did something even easier thanks to butcher box. We were able to grab just what we needed and exactly how much we needed from the freezer. After that, everything else was a breeze. You, too, can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust, and the food you chose, in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians, too. And if you eat everything, that's also okay. The food from ButcherBox is high-quality, grass-fed, and free-range have peace of mind knowing there are no antibiotics or added hormones sign up at butcherbox.com/friendly and get our special deal butcherbox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off choose salmon chicken breast or steak tips free in every order for a year sign up today at butcherbox.com/friendly and use code friendly to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Here's a story that did make um, the news for me. Okay. Um, According to a survey from the Southern Baptist Convention's research arm, Lifeway Research, most Protestant pastors, when they ask them, how do you plan to confront a potential mass murderer Mm -hmm. who comes to church? Like, what security measures have you taken to thwart a mass shooting? The uh, number one answer is, well, we have a plan, which doesn't mean anything. Okay, Okay. fine. I'm sure you do. Everyone does. But uh, in terms of specific ways they would combat, the top answer, 54% of Protestant pastors said, we plan to thwart a mass shooting by having armed church members. More than half of those pastors said, we got armed church members to take care of us. Well. Coming in at 21%. Uh, A no firearms policy for the building. No guns anywhere so that no one accidentally does anything crazy. Um, Hiring private security was even lower. Having hired police officers on site, way lower. Only 5% of churches said that. But more than 50% of churches said, no, we got gun people in our congregation.
1: I mean... At first, I was surprised. I was petrified. Kept thinking, no, I, "Stop it!" Um, sorry, I just—it's too early for my brain to to do anything. Um, I shouldn't be surprised. I was surprised at first. I should not be because it's right there in the name, Southern. I swear to fucking God, I might have told this story before when I was driving down to Asheville with some girlfriends. We were driving through Tennessee, and we got out at a Starbucks, and my dude in front of me got out and had three guns on him to go into Starbucks. So, I mean, yikes, first of all. Just just blanket yikes. Mm -hmm. Second of all, yeah, they're all packing all the time because they're paranoid idiots. In church. In church. And in
0: Starbucks. Like, of all the places you would expect there not to be a reason for violins. Like, getting a latte shouldn't be one of them. Yeah. And going to church shouldn't be another. Notice that uh, praying harder didn't make the list. For any of these pastors.
1: Well, now that's interesting. Uh huh. That is actually very interesting. Does that mean they tacitly acknowledge that
0: thoughts and prayers are bullshit? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's for schools, public schools. But for churches, no no no. No no thoughts and prayers for us. We got people with weapons. Well,
1: you can't send six-year-olds packing to school.
0: No, they want to (laughs) yet.
1: Yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they'll pray to stop mass shootings in public schools, but they want—they're <laughs> not going to let Jesus take the wheel when it comes to their own safety. They want action. They—I mean, for what it's worth, I think they're wrong about like having more guns in church is not going to solve any mass shooting problems. Mm. Uh, yeah, like, and
1: one might say it would only exacerbate it. Yep.
0: Um, by the way, I thought for seeing me- the Kingsman. No.
1: Okay, there's a scene in there that's about. Uh, Basically, all of this. Mm -hmm. Basically, all of this shit. I would watch that movie if you were interested in action movies.
0: None whatsoever. Cool. See you never. (laughs) I thought for a second the thing you said about like southern churches, fine. Like if they're smaller churches that maybe don't have as much money, maybe it makes more sense that you can't hire security. So you want to
1: mega churches?
0: Well, I thought like smaller churches can't necessarily hire security or have police officers on site. Mm. uh, So maybe it makes sense that they would want to have their own armed church members. But that actually wasn't the case. In fact, the who was more likely to have armed church members were larger churches with over 250 attendees every week. So the mega churches were the ones with the armed congregations, uh, even if they have the sort of money to hire actual trained security officers. And again, my problem with having armed security members, uh, I'm sorry, armed congregation members, oh, yeah, the problem is they don't necessarily say these are armed... Our congregation members who have a lot of training in this sort of thing, these are just dudes who carry a gun and come to church.
1: I they're good guys with guns. Of they course. always come out in time. They're always good didn't. guys,
0: right? Uh, yeah, Uvalde that's the Day, other thing. Always Parkland. With guys. Do you want me to name times when trained security personnel oh, with guns? There's didn't do There is a shit.
1: Uh, a mass shooting uh, where in the district where I went to uh-huh. high school. Yay! Yeah, there you go. Cool.
0: Uh, Congratulations,
1: given, Willowbrook, Illinois. Uh, made it.
0: Given all these numbers, it would be nice if these pastors put even an ounce of thought into why gun mm. violence might be on the rise, which they absolutely will not do. Let me remind you that shortly after the Uval. Mass shooting at that uh, elementary school, mm. a gun manufacturer that caters to Christians called Daniel Defense. Gross. Um, they actually made the weapon that was used to kill those kids in Uvalde, and they posted a tweet, uh, probably planned in advance, but they posted See, a tweet.
1: That gun didn't with, jam, did it? With
0: a child hol- holding a weapon. No. And the caption was, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Here's a picture of a child holding a Do you have it pulled up? Yeah, sure. Come look at it. It was messed up at the time. That's a toddler. Yeah. So that was that was not an accident. That's just their marketing. And the thing is, conservative is going
1: to be like a twelve-year-old, which is fucked up anyway. But that was a baby.
0: Yeah. Conservative Christians think guns are the solution to a gun culture that they helped create. I
1: just. It's like they're in an arms race with themselves. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed that? Literally, yeah. Like, they genuinely, like...
0: They create the problem, then uh they're like, we have the solution. It's more guns, and then that leads to more gun violence. it's a single-sided
1: cold war that they're just perpetuating with their paranoia.
0: In a way, it's like God anyway, because sin is a problem. They Mm -hmm. also made up and created, and then Mm -hmm. made worse, and then they're like, we have the solution to that, too. It's more God, And you need God because sin is a problem. What's sin? It's a thing we assign to everything we don't like. Like more weapons are the response to a society they made worse by introducing more weapons.
1: Cool. Yeah. I know. By the way, white
0: evangelical Christians have a higher rate of gun ownership than any other religious or explicitly non-religious demographic in oh, the country. Oh, I know that.
1: Do you know how I know that? Mm. Because they're always blanket-threatening the world. They're always mm. like, well, you just wait until we rise up. And, like, yeah. I mean, I get that you have 12,000 guns, Jimbo, but, like, you can't use them all at once. And you're just one idiot. And also to what end, sir? Like who who wants your shitty little 3 bedroom house in Oklahoma? Nobody. Nobody's coming to take it from you. I'm sure your house is very nice in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. But like this this sense of paranoia of like they're coming while also being like fucking bootlickers and obsessed with the cops. Like that's the thing. Are are you pro cop or anti cop? That's my question for these nerds. Like you're pro cop, but you're also saying they are going to come for your guns, quote unquote. Big scare quotes around being they. the
0: People who run the police,
1: right? Like, who do they think they do they do they think there's like a shadow army?
0: Of course they do. These are p- very paranoid, like, th- conspiracy-driven people. I should say, hashtag, not all Christians are on board with any of this. A lot of them fight for gun safety. I don't and think we awesome. need to give them too much credit. You can give them credit. But the point is, with pastors like these, it's really hard to change We get a lot stuff. of people
1: saying that we don't give
0: christians their due they can have their due for this one i wish more of them would speak out against the role their faith plays in making this problem yeah worse. maybe
1: i don't think we should give them any um, credit at
0: all i don't think disarming the church means putting congregations in harm's way disarming everybody for these types of weapons would be more safety for more people mm-hmm. um, at the very least just say weapons should be in the hand like limited To train professionals, not just anyone who could get their hands on a weapon.
1: They cannot say those things anymore. They now are in a position where everybody has to toe the party line, which is what? Guns are good and never bad. Mm -hmm. And the only way to protect yourself from guns is more more and more and more and more and more guns.
0: Yep. Let me give an update for you on a story we covered a little while ago. Remember that Utah Republicans passed a law banning books, and then one school district said... Any books writ large? (laughs) Any books, all of them, yeah. No, they said if it's pornographic or indecent, it had to be taken off of bookshelves, but of course they don't define either of those words, and who gets to define indecent? It's like whatever anyone says is indecent. And then we said... That this was kind of hilarious because last year, uh, or at least several months ago, uh, someone put in an, a request. We don't get to know the name of who did it, but it was like an eight-page request to remove the Bible right. from the bookshelves in one particular school district. And then the school district said, well, I guess we have to remove it from element the KJV Bible from elementary and middle school bookshelves. Uh-huh. And it was hilarious. Well, so good. a couple of weeks ago uh the republicans the republican lawmakers in utah were like this isn't what we meant and they brought in the administrators from that school district to explain to them the davis school district administrators had to go to the capitol building and explain how they allowed this to happen here's some wow. here's some quotations from the republican lawmakers you should be ashamed another one this is offensive another one Taking the religious text off shelves in elementary and middle schools uh, in the district was bogus and a move toward accepting the religion of atheism and hedonism.
1: Hedonism? Yes. That's a pretty big step. And
0: the superintendent of the Davis School District said, Our intent is to follow the law. That has been our earnest intent.
1: Good for that. And you know what?
0: The superintendent's like, I didn't want to do this. No. You made me do this, in, in essence. Um, And basically, the Republicans spent this entire uh, committee meeting basically telling on themselves that they did not think through their stupid book ban. Okay. Uh, And they were like... They're trying to explain why their book ban, that totally makes sense, was not supposed to include the Bible. And so, one Are they going to
1: give us a pornography I know it when I see it type thing? Kinda. Of like, we know the difference between mm-hmm. good rape and bad rape. It's good words in some Bible. Yeah, like, here,
0: one Republican says, There's no other book out there that has the same value as the Bible.
1: Are you sure? Mm.
0: He also said, the Bible and some of these things are core to us. We must stand for these things. The Bible does have some things that are questionable, but they're implicit, not explicit. There's no detail. that's That's not correct. There's no shortage of Bible verses that every listener right now can think of. That has to do with all kinds of inappropriate things. Whether it's like
1: my brain just went to foreskin's, Banging someone and
0: then jizzing on the floor. That's a passage in the Bible. Yeah. There's like crushing testicles. Uh-huh. Uh, there's uh, two daughters uh, getting their father drunk and then sexually assaulting him. This is not implied.
1: Isn't there a father who gives his daughters to a couple of strangers to fuck if they want to and they turn out to be angels?
0: That's every chapter. Yeah. Yeah. And here's one Republican, too. Uh, frankly, this is embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the state, and it's embarrassing for the school district. It's (laughs) It's Like, buddy, buddy, you're telling on yourself.
1: I love seeing people who have never had to do an ounce of self-reflection in their entire life suddenly have to (laughs) explain why things are the way they (laughs) are, because truly, all they have is... Unquote.
0: Yeah. uh, And here's the thing no one is saying the Bible (laughs) doesn't have literary value. It absolutely does. I'll be the first to say that, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't the one trying to get it off the shelves. And by the way, you know what all their other books have literary value? A whole bunch of them. them Because but the ones they want to get rid of, these conservatives want to get rid of, are the ones that portray LGBTQ people in a positive light Mm -hmm. or detail the trauma of slavery. Or they're just deemed controversial by people who uh, don't like when their personal religious beliefs are challenged. The solution isn't to unban the KJV Bible. It's to stop banning books Mm -hmm. that librarians and other professionals like them deem worthy of inclusion in these institutions. there are There's an entire process for how books get into a library, right. whether it's a public library or a school library. There are processes in place to make sure that books deemed worthy mm-hmm. of being read by children mm-hmm. are the ones that make it in. Religious books get included in that, and that's good and fine. It's these Republican lawmakers who are like, yeah, but that one says gay people are not demons, and so then they <laughs> want it banned. Oh, uh, one example. One of the Republicans asked the administrator, why didn't the uh, district ban the Freedom Writers Diary? And if you're not familiar with that book, it's a book that was made into a movie with Hillary Swank that's all about teenagers writing honestly about their lives, and like that includes sex, mm. and basically the teacher that wrote this book said, like, I just encourage these kids to write about their lives, Mm -hmm. write about, honestly, what is important to you. And it's less about the grammar and less about the prose and more about spilling your guts on the page. And she inspired those kids to write. And that's why it got turned into a movie, because inspirational teacher movies are are always popular. Mm -hmm. But they're like, why didn't you ban that book? Because it has sex in it. It's like, because it's a good, honest book that talks about what kids are actually thinking about.
1: Like, are these people really going to go through, like, fucking book by book? Oh, the Republican did. And break down every passage and compare it to the Bible?
0: Yeah, he said, I'm putting the excerpts up from that Freedom Writers book because I'm frankly embarrassed to read it out loud. And Mm -hmm. then he's like, I want you to read this. Like, he's proving the point. No one should be forced to read anything that makes them uncomfortable. But if you want to play that game, there are plenty of Bible passages that are explicitly inappropriate or sexual um, that we could have had this guy read if he was willing to be honest. But, again, that's not what Republicans stand for. They don't care about honesty or being consistent with what they're doing. Nope. Kids should have easy access to books that Mm -hmm. other people, including adults, may not want them to read. And if they want to target young adult novels that talk about same-sex attraction, then there's no reason other people can't target holy books the same way. Mm -hmm. And the bottom line is, Republicans in Utah have no intention of revising their law. They just want their personal favorite books to be exceptions to all the rules that they created.
1: Yeah. I I mean, that's 100%. Like, they make rules for thee, not for me. Yeah, And Um, it's exhausting.
0: I've said this before. I'll say it again. To those Republicans, neutrality always feels like oppression. Mm -hmm. And so a book banning rule that targets their favorite books, they will treat as persecution because they're not used to having their favorite books being treated the way they treat every other book.
1: That's exactly it. (sighs) All right. Let's do a fun
0: Catholic story. And I have to decide which one to start with because there are several here. Um, let's go with this one. It just made me laugh. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Here's the story here. In Kansas City, the Archbishop of Kansas City, Joseph Naumann, a few weeks ago, he sent a message to clergy members under his purview, letting them know they had a serious problem. Uh What was the serious problem in the Catholic Church in Kansas City? Was it sex scandals and sexual abuse? No. It was the wine. The Uh communion wine they were using because apparently Kirkland's best, they they were not using the right kind.
1: Oh, you hate to say that. And here's what
0: he wrote in the letter this is the archbishop writing a letter to all of his like staffers. Um, Basic, I'm going to summarize it because it's long and boring, but basically, they discovered, at least at a couple, uh, a church or two, that they were using wines that do not follow the rules of oh, which boy. wines you can use for oh, communion services.
1: Oh no, not this. Yes. Oh god, not you see, this heaven. Oh,
0: The Catholic god. Church requires all communion wine, which to be clear, uh-huh. after it's consecrated, uh-huh. these Catholics believe that is the literal blood of Christ. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It has to be made from grapes without any additives. Oh. None. No, there that were, means That means no flavoring, no sugar, no alcohol. They actually publish lists of local wineries that produce acceptable Jesus wines. And you can purchase them from those companies directly because they're pure Mm -hmm. and unadulterated. Mm -hmm. Um, I should say that a couple years ago in Florida, the Diocese of St. Petersburg put out a statement saying like, listen, some wine companies are kind of saying these are sacramental wines, but it's a marketing strategy. It's like saying something's organic, but it means nothing. It just looks good. And they're like, you need to double check which wines you're using. And it turns out the wine that was discovered in the Kansas City Archdiocese was the impure kind. It's like the difference between freshly squeezed orange juice and Mm -hmm. like the the (laughs) minute-made stuff that's like only made from 15% juice because they added sugar and other Uh stuff to make it taste better. And the bottom line is, in Where did they sane... get the wine that I don't know. Like, they don't like... know. They what? just got they just got the wine from somewhere and they're like oh yeah it's great like we're good it's grape wine we're go- we can use this
1: what are you saying to me right now you're saying some bottles appeared in a church and people like, and the this priests is are like mass. Oh, we're we God, good we got what we know happening, happening. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus.
0: and like in a sane world all of this would be like well oopsie yep. unintentional mistake but it's all symbolic so it doesn't really matter because like it's not like the congregation knew but this is the Catholic Church. There are no symbols. It's all taken literally. Mm. And here's the beautiful part of this: okay. because they supposedly used impure wine, oh boy, and other churches in the diocese, archdiocese They're may have used Catholic impure anymore, wine. All masses celebrated were invalid. And yes, let's. What does let's that go, mean? Let practically us go down speaking. this slippery slope. If are all of these
1: people going to go to hell all because somebody fucking did a Costco run? <laughs>
0: that is absolutely where I am going with this. A lot of old people are currently in hell because someone bought cheap wine from the grocery Sucks store. Sucks to
1: suck, Catholics. Okay. Let me you go guys back the for a second. I'll, put give that you, thing I'll, in. I'll give you an example of the slippery
0: slope logic in action because we talked about it a few years ago. There was a priest from Detroit named Father Matthew Hood, and he was going through his old. He was fine, fine priest. Whatever he does, his thing. And then he was going through his like family's old belongings, and he this. found a VCR video like of his baptism from when he was a baby or whatever. And he was watching it because now he's a priest himself, and yeah. that's an interesting thing. And he fa- and he saw. That the priest who performed his baptism used the phrase, we baptize you, yada, yada, yada. But the phrase is supposed to be, I baptize you. Not we. It's not a we. It's I. And in his head, here's where that meant. If he wasn't baptized as a baby, and he technically wasn't because the priest used the wrong magic words... Then he wasn't ever really a Christian, because you got to be baptized to be Christian. And if he wasn't a Christian, he wasn't really a Catholic priest, no matter what he did in seminary. And if he wasn't a priest, then everything he did as a priest was really just him cosplaying as a priest. And he had no power, so everything he did was also invalid. And that meant, in his mind, that a bunch of people were going to hell because everything he did was fake. By the way, that included his grandmother, whom he anointed just before she died.
1: Yeah, she's in hell. Uh,
0: She's in hell, too. Yeah. And, like, if they confessed their sins to him and he forgave them on behalf of God, no, he did not. Oh, Uh, shit. All those people were unrepentant sinners because they didn't confess to a real priest. You know, the
1: Catholic Church is a pretty big structure to be taken down by
0: one word. Oh, it's beautiful. What about like Last rites, like if he the cleansed the sins of people on their deathbeds, supposedly preparing their souls for the afterlife, nope, didn't count. Mm-hmm. He cleansed them of nothing. Nothing. It, I said this last time too, but it's like shooting blanks after a vasectomy. You can go through all the motions. It might look and feel the same. There's nothing on the other side, at least according to the Catholic Church. I hate You're that metaphor. You're Ugh. welcome. You're welcome. But the point is if if Kansas City used the wrong wine and it doesn't count and they don't know how often it was used, they don't know by whom.
1: Listen, and- this false wine could be everywhere. It could be across the country. Could be. <gasps> maybe some maybe this is somebody's like anti-Catholic run is that they're just like tapping out all of the uh, <laughs> the the consecrated wine supplies and they're like off to Benny's motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Archbishop Naumann wrote that he would petition the Holy See for guidance on restorative matters. Like, I'll ask the Vatican what to do, you guys. But that's stalling, because I know what the Vatican will say, because the Vatican's released multiple documents about how invalid wine doesn't work. We don't (gasps) allow it. Here's what the Vatican said in a 2004 document that has a big fancy name. The wine that is used in the most sacred celebration of the Eucharistic sacrifice must be natural from the fruit of the grape, pure and incorrupt, not mixed with other substances. Like, even mm-hmm. the Vatican's like, you guys, don't use Costco wine.
1: Dang. That and, s- sucks. Now, the like, question imagine is... Imagine being a true Catholic believer and getting this... It has to be devastating, which is such a... like. Why do you invite this horrible like guilt into your life over and over and now you find none of it's real and so what is it where does that leave you as a human being being told that I have been spending every Sunday faithfully reciting my little rosary bead guys and drinking my crackers and eating my wines. That is how it works. Mm -hmm. Uh And it's all for not. Like, what do you do (laughs) with that information? Do you think these people are now, like, my life is ruined. I'm going to, like, truly, what are the outside consequences of this. So I
0: wondered about that. Like, will anyone care about this outside the four people in the church who are like, oh, no, we've made a grave mistake? Because in 2019, the Pew Research Center actually surveyed U.S. Catholics. And here's the question. What percentage of people who call themselves Catholic Uh, believe literally what the church teaches that the bread and wine used in communion is literally the body and blood of Christ. What percentage of Catholics, U S Catholics believed that stuff.
1: They call themselves Catholics. 30, 35. You are
0: correct. Yeah. 30, 31% nice. said it was what the church teaches. Yeah. 69% said all symbolic, nice. all symbolic. 69% of Catholics are like, oh, I don't believe the very basic belief of the Catholic church. So to your question, will anyone care about this? Uh, not really. I don't think actual practicing Catholics sitting in the pews seem to give a shit, one way or the other, because they I don't mean, even take the stuff that seriously. I
1: truly talked to some friends of mine who are Catholic, and I asked them about that. And they're like, yeah. Like, truly, like, tr- the apathy was outstanding. It yeah. was, they're like, yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> of course it's symbolic. Like, Why wouldn't tr- it be symbolic? Like, I was like, what
1: about, like, the abortion thing? They're like, yeah, I mm. mean, I don't agree. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, okay. I, I don't I'm not going to press you on this, but
0: why are you going to church, people? Why are people? you doing this? What are because you doing?
1: people like pageantry and tradition. Mhm.
0: It's why we do toddler uh beauty pageants. In tiaras? Yeah. Yep. Mhm. Yeah. All right, second Catholic story, even oh. funnier than the last one. Oh. This one involves a restaurant, Taqueria Garibaldi. Wow,
1: your Spanish You're
0: is You're welcome. flawless. <laughs> 5 years of it, baby. Uh, <laughs> Sacramento-based restaurant. They have a couple's chains. They have a couple restaurants in this chain. But basically, according to the Department of Labor, which is where this story comes from, oh boy, uh, the owners of that restaurant will now have to pay hundred forty thousand dollars because they weren't paying their employees. So basically, they have to pay seventy thousand dollars in back wages, another amount, uh, seventy thousand in damages, and actually another like five thousand dollars in penalties. Okay, because basically they were stiffing their own workers. That's why the Department of Labor is involved. Well, I mean, that's the number one
1: theft in the country is wage theft. So let's all remember that. I believe it.
0: Okay, but here's the kicker for all this. As the Department of Labor is speaking to employees about what did your bosses do here, mm-hmm. and like some of the examples are straightforward, they told me even though I worked more than forty hours this week, they basically told me to manipulate my time timestamp and so it didn't reflect that mm-hmm. I worked overtime. I've done things that. like that. Okay, but one of the employees, uh, actually a couple of them, but one of them was quoted as saying, "Uh, basically, I'm paraphrasing. They brought in a priest to the restaurant." And told us we should confess our sins to the priest. And the priest was like, tell me all your sins, employees. But really, work-related sins. What? <laughs> Holy shit.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. Oh, boy. Here's this one is former, so wild. Here's what one employee Were said. Were they sitting in the booth? They had a prayer this?
0: to begin their work day. But then the priest was just like walking around. In and his
1: full regalia?
0: I think so. One employee said, as soon as the confession started, I found the conversation to be strange. And unlike normal confessions where I would tell a priest about the sins, I wanted to confess. No, no, no. This priest mostly asked work-related questions, which I thought was strange. Uh-huh.
1: This is incredible. This, My dude, things hit... He thinks his employees are slacking, and so instead of talking to them, revising policies, Mm -hmm. hiring more people, whatever needs to happen, he was like, I am going to do the most ham fisted (laughs) confession trap, a confession honeypot to be like, oh, we're going to just confess your sins so regular. Oh, I had sinful thoughts. No, 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 no. But did you leave the water running?
0: No, no, no. The questions were: Are you loyal to the business owner here? Have you ever stolen from the business? Uh huh. Things like that. uh, uh, And basically, if they said yes to any of these sins, now they had they at least had blackmail to hold over these employees.
1: I'm sorry. What? This is the owner of three like a three restaurant chain something
0: like that yes
1: and he is tripping over his dick over this uh-huh. like tr- okay have I talked about petty tyrants on this podcast <laughs> about how I think they are truly the ones who are going to bring down the fucking country <laughs> not the like any of the big people we're actually worried about it's motherfuckers like this mm-hmm. who get the tiniest Monicum of power. And they're like, theocracy, bitches. The
0: best, the best part about this, where's the priest coming from? Who is this guy? According to the Diocese of San Francisco, uh, we're completely confident he is not a priest with us. Like, He's not an actual priest. He's just, everyone thinks, no one knows who the guy is. They think he's a friend of the owner who, who, just, threw who just threw on a white collar costume.
1: <laughs> wow. wow! Wow!
0: The government. Wow! The government was un- unable to identify the man this... who acted as a priest.
1: W- <laughs> okay, hold on, and take five steps back here. Yes. So my dude who owns this place, what's his name? John Takaria? Yes. Okay, John Tagarria owns a bunch of.
0: It's actually three owners, place. all named John Tagarria. All
1: John Tagarria. <laughs> 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 yeah. He's like. I don't think I have the loyalty
0: because of I'm my s-
1: fast food staff. Is this fast food or like I a sit think down? restaurant? Maybe sit down, but like my restaurant staff, I don't think they are unflinchingly loyal to me. How can I a find out if that's true? B bully them into being yep. unflinchingly loyal. <laughs> well, I should get a priest. Oh, that's a- oh, I don't know any priests. I do know Steve though, and Steve has been out of work for. Years and he's an actor, so I think he could pull this
0: off. And it's February, so Spirit Halloween is open somewhere.
1: I mean, absolutely. So, you know, this guy showed up in like one of those polyester things with the squares mm-hmm. still in it because he yes. didn't iron it before Correct. he took it out after he took it out of the Spirit Halloween bag. Uh-huh. I'm the fucking balls on these men. The,
0: one of the owners told another employee that they needed to help him by telling investigators they only worked eight hours a day, five days a week, even though it was more than that. The owner also I love asked... love owners
1: try to manipulate... They treat their staff like shit, and then they're like, well, don't get me in trouble about that. Uh-huh. It's your problem. The owner problem. also
0: asked the same employee to manipulate time cards. Uh, the employee said they regularly worked more than 40 hours a week and only had one day off. Um, Yeah, oh, another unnamed employee told investigators that a different manager would not let us sit down and eat, forcing workers to hide in the refrigerator during meals.
1: Okay, first of all, anybody who's working in a restaurant knows that you have to go in the fridge if you want to cry or snake food. (laughs) Those are the things. Dry storage is for making out. The the which walk-in apparently
0: fridge. Trader Joe's is a hotbed for that shit.
1: I don't doubt it. And you know what? Good for them. They're wearing those Hawaiian shirts. The sexiness is mm. really flowing there. <laughs> um, he wouldn't let people sit and eat. Nope, which not, is certainly not
0: in the sight, visible sight of anyone in the restaurant.
1: Well, I mean, he should. Uh, did he provide a break room for them? Like, I get you can't have your employees <laughs> no, sitting priest, and eating No, that's in where their... the
0: priest did confessions.
1: I'm, I just,
0: I. Ju- the government called the scheme among the most shameless acts of employer intimidation and retaliation it has seen. And here's the thing: here's what happened this week, because this all I'm happened obs- years ago. What? But But this week. There was a judgment, like a consent judgment from a federal judge that basically ordered the people running the restaurant, all the John's taqueria, to pay 35 employees a total of $140,000 in back wages and damages. And the thing is, uh, or at least they did it last month and it became news when the uh, Department of Labor announced it this week. But the thing is, 35 employees, $140,000, that's not a lot. That's about $2,000 each, and if you're thinking that doesn't seem like enough, Mm. keep in mind the Department of Labor doesn't necessarily have the authority to do more than that. Now, if there's a lawsuit filed and there's criminal complaints and stuff, the punishment could be a lot higher, but for now, the Labor Department's like, all right, we got them. They agreed to do the following things. They have to post signs in Spanish and in English in the restaurant saying, like, the managers can't fuck you over. Everyone should know that. Things like that. The priest is nowhere uh, to be found.
1: Aren't those in all places of business everywhere, like with the OSHA shit? Maybe. Also, hey, your your boss, hey, gang, hey, your boss can't make you confess to some dude. Your boss cannot emotionally manipulate you into stating your loyalty to some fraud. What? What? Who, what's who the name needs of this con- man? I need to write a book about him. What's the name of the man who owns the things? Oh,
0: God. John Takaria. Yep. Times three.
1: <laughs> Motherfucker. I'm going to uh-huh. find him. What a... I mean, this is a Netflix doc, man. (laughs) Like, I'm not fucking around. The funniest thing is, the Department of Labor,
0: like, they're saying they screwed over the employees. They denied them these wages. But it's really the quotation about the priest that got all the press and got anyone interested in this story. Because like you said, wage theft is all too common. Yeah. But hiring or asking someone to dress up as a priest to try to coerce confessions out of your employees so that you could hold it against them so that they don't go to authorities to tell them how you're being screwed out of your salary. Uh, that is just that Wait, is brazen. do you
1: think his goal was to get them to confess things that he could hold over their head? I think or that was the goal. Do you think he was trying to... like? Get them to verbalize. Yes, I am loyal. Yes, like to try to like low key brainwash them. I think it them. was to
0: give them blackmail.
1: Well, then honestly, if but I'm loyal we don't to a company, is not a good blackmail question. Like, no, of course I'm not. Fuck you guys. No. Like, okay, blackmail me over that. Go fuck yourself. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a company man. Sorry, gang.
0: <laughs> good times. Boy. Let's. Let's move to one more Catholic story for you.
1: Holy shit. I
0: know. Took, took It's a, the
1: Holy Trinity up top.
0: Yeah. I'm so mad at myself.
1: That was a really good joke that I just made. I think. I'm moving on. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> this week. Okay. So we mentioned the Southern Baptists held their meeting recently where the big takeaway was no women, women we don't like is their name of their new denomination. No, women Bad. Like?
1: Okay, uh, oh, gotcha, He-Man gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Woman he Haters Club.
0: Man- thank you. That's what I was <laughs> going for. That that's the new name of the Southern Baptist Convention. But I think from? a far... Simpsons. I think oh. a far more consequential thing happened when the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, the USCCB, they met this week. Oh, wait, that's got to be a fuck fest. And... Huh, and they met this week and came up with a decision that i think actually has far more oh, uh, wide-reaching wine. consequences
1: okay yeah Here's sorry I bet what this they is not decided. Be funny
0: this is so not funny i know
1: okay i'm coming down
0: they basically took the first major step in making sure catholic hospitals across the country no, you. do not provide gender affirming care to trans patients and part of me heard that and i'm like
1: Wait, isn't that already?
0: Isn't that already a thing? But Was that ever on the table? Apparently, the last time they updated their own rule book about what Catholic hospitals can do Mm. was like 1994. Sure. So, trans issues were not on their radar. So, they never explicitly said, no, we're not helping trans people. Mm. What they did this week is basically put in writing, we're going to go through the motions to make sure Catholic hospitals never do that. And that's what's damning. And I want to go into some background about how this is happening and why this is happening because people need to understand how big of a deal this Mm -hmm. will be Mm -hmm. because Catholic hospitals are swallowing up public facilities. Uh, People make threats against public hospitals that do provide trans care. And this move will make it that much harder for trans people to to obtain hormone therapies Mm -hmm. or surgeries that make their bodies conform with who they are. And here's the thing about the USCCB. They do not, by and large, they do not allow Catholic hospitals to perform any procedures that violate Catholic doctrine. And if the hospitals violate those rules, they could lose their affiliation with the church, which could be the beginning of the end for a lot of those places because they won't have the money to run. Mm. Um, And even when those hospitals employ doctors and nurses who really do want to help patients, their hands are often tied because of rules set by the USCCB. And I know I've talked about this before, but let me give you a rundown of what that means. If you look at the list of rules, and there is an actual list of rules. They're called directives. Mm. One directive talks about abortion. Abortion is the intended termination of pregnancy before viability, yada, yada, yada. They say you can't do it. And what does that mean in practice? That means if a woman has an ectopic pregnancy where the fertilized egg is not in her uterus but gets stuck in the fallopian tube... That is dangerous. Her Mm -hmm. life is at risk. A normal hospital could either give that woman a drug to induce an abortion, Mm -hmm. or they could remove that fertilized, uh, uh, infertilized egg through surgery, that implanted egg through surgery. Mm -hmm. Catholic hospitals won't allow either one of those things because it would violate the no abortion rule. They would rather give you a hysterectomy and get rid of everything than to... Wait, a hysterectomy is on the table? Could be.
1: Did I say that right? I mean, a hysterectomy would mean taking out her uterus. Yeah.
0: They would rather do that and, Are you or something of that consequence uh, rather than induce an abortion, which would be the safer, healthier, like normal Even though they thing both
1: to end the pregnancy?
0: Yep, but you can't hurt the egg.
1: Okay, well, right. they're just making shit up as they go along, aren't um, they?
0: In the case of extra uterine pregnancy, says another rule, no intervention is morally licit. Which constitutes a direct abortion. Which is to answer your question here, the USCCB still won't allow doctors to fix the problem the easy way. Uh, So yeah, they would have to remove the entire fallopian Mm, tube to prevent something fatal. It's almost like these
1: rules were made by a bunch of men who don't have sex. Yes, men who don't have sex. Um, Another directive goes after
0: contraception. Catholic health institutions Mm. may not promote or condone contraceptive practices. Oh sure. Uh, but should, oh,
1: yeah, we're still doing the anti contraception. But should
0: thing. provide for married couples and the medical staff who counsel them instruction both about the church's teaching on responsible parenthood and in methods of natural family planning. Here's a
1: calendar. Good luck, nerds. Right,
0: right. So, no contraception. Oh, it's
1: irregular.
0: Totally explains Mother Teresa and how she put women in Calcutta in danger uh-huh. because she wouldn't give them birth control. That's correct. Um, another directive says sterilization of anybody. Uh, whether permanent or temporary, not permitted. So they won't do vasectomies mm. for men. They won't do tubal ligations on women because that would interfere with natural pregnancies. But at
1: least everybody always gets to pick what hospital they go to so they can huh. pick one that aligns with their belief systems, exactly. right?
0: And here's how that's messed up. If you're a woman who's giving birth and you're having a C-section because vaginal delivery might be dangerous, which happens regularly... It's possible the woman says, "You know what? I'm done having babies after this. No more kids, and my health would be at risk if I had another baby. Mm-hmm. So, while you're down there, yeah. tie those tubes."
1: That's happened. That happens
0: very regularly. It's actually the best time to get your tubes tied yeah, because they're already because up in your gut. They're already up there. So, it's actually less risky than having two separate surgeries. A third of women who have C-sections Also get their tubes tied in the process, Wow! but not at a Catholic hospital. They will perform the C-section, sure, but that's it. They are forbidden from tying a woman's tubes because of that rule.
1: And why do we allow this again?
0: Because Catholics. Another directive goes after sperm donors. You can't donate sperm. That's not allowed. Mm. Um, Basically, unless your pregnancy is planned and there are no health issues, a Catholic hospital could be your worst enemy. And I'm not even getting into end-of-life care, which they don't do. They would rather have you suffer and live than allow you to end life on your own terms. No,
1: like Jesus did. Uh, uh-huh. What about IVF?
0: They don't allow it. They don't, they don't, don't do it. IVF. Nope.
1: And, uh, I mean, I know some human children who are produced... Uh, from IVF, so I guess they don't have souls? Is that what the Catholic Church thinks? That's correct. And oh, also, okay.
0: they drank the wrong wine, so oh, they're screwed. I will
1: let them know. They're, mm-hmm. like, almost 18, so maybe they should get the news. So
0: Catholic hospitals get $48 billion a year in taxpayer money through Medicaid and Medicare reimbursements. Mm. Um, so they are federally funded to a large degree. Um, they're Four of the nation's 10 largest health systems are Catholic. That's mm-hmm. according to a 2020 report from the Advocacy group Community Catalyst. Those, the 10 largest Catholic health systems, control 394 short term acute care hospitals, which is a 50% increase over the past two decades. 30% of births in the US now happen in a Catholic hospital.
1: hospital. And like you
0: said, like in many states, you may have no choice but Mm -hmm. to go to a Catholic hospital, depending on where you live. Another article says one in seven hospital beds are part of a Catholic healthcare system. So, like, this problem is getting worse, and what did the USCCB do now? Apparently, when they met for their spring assembly, trans care was on the chopping block. And why is that? Because more recently, in March, the USCCB issued informal guidelines that basically connected what the Vatican has already said with the rules allowed in their hospitals, basically saying any procedure that... uh, Saying hospitals, sorry, if you're promoting the authentic good of the human person, but are in fact injurious to those people, so if it helps trans people, it's injurious, you can't do it. The Vatican has said that, and injurious, that's injurious. Injurious, like were it
1: thinking. causes injury? Because
0: surgical procedures, top surgery, bottom surgery, mm. you, are, you are messing with their bodies. And therefore, See? you're not allowed to do it. They're injurious to the true flourishing of the human person.
1: But don't they all get circumcised too?
0: Um, they don't have to be. They mm, could be. But don't do ask they me. Cir- I don't Do know. they
1: perform circumcisions, would be my question. That would be my next Catholic question. Catholic hospitals, you know
0: what? I don't know the answer to that. I have to assume the answer is yes.
1: Do they have a policy about like, intersex children?
0: I don't think they've thought that far.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know. So it's almost like we shouldn't be making medical decisions based around again a bunch of eighty-year-old white virgins. Mm-hmm.
0: One uh, Catholic school's uh, theologians, who actually studies and writes about bioethics, had a great. She uh, criticized this document for a striking inability to conduct a basic moral analysis. This theologian wow. told the National shit. Catholic yeah, told the National <laughs> Catholic Register that the doctrinal note that said you can't treat trans people, it displayed, quote, "next to zero knowledge of experience with or expertise in transgender persons and the complexities of Catholic health care, even less compassion or Christian value, virtue." Wow. <laughs> Several She's a bi-
1: woman, so they're not going to listen to her. No.
0: Several bioethicists who criticized the document told the National Catholic Register that it did not reflect the evolving science on gender dysphoria, nor the insights and lived experiences of transgender people. Of course. Of That's course. their whole
1: fucking thing. Yep. They do not care about people's actual experiences, right. they care about what they think your life is supposed to look right. like.
0: USCCB leaders don't care about any of that. The Vatican has previously said. Uh, To all the Pope Francis fans out there, the Vatican has said trans people, quote, annihilate the concept of nature. Wow. Yep. The Catholic Church does not acknowledge trans existence. I
1: don't think that they get to dictate what nature is Mm. because they have a tenuous grasp on reality. Nature
0: is when Costco wine gets turned (laughs) into blood. That's normal. That's a thing that happens. Ugh. Denying care to trans people, then, is in their bonus. minds. That's the ethical move in their minds. So, anyway. Oh,
1: I think that's the thing that really destroys me, and the thing that my therapist has to remind me often is, like, these people think that they are doing good, mm-hmm. which, to me, is makes it all the worse of, like when the cruelty is the point, and, and maybe to some extent it is in, in this situation, when the cruelty is the point, it's very easy to say like, yeah, fuck those guys, whatever. But these people genuinely, I think they genuinely think they are doing some good in the world and, like, and are so sealed off from anybody's actual lived experience that they have become, like, unto these, like, weird judges that sit on high and dictate things. It's it's absolute bullshit, and I'm really fucking sick of it. Um,
0: guess where their meeting took place this past week? Chicago? Where they voted on these things. Chachacho? Florida. Oh, boy. Which seems appropriate. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm reading from the Washington Post shortly why after Florida? their... Florida?
1: It's not uh, even, like, centrally located. Listen, if
0: your whole goal of meeting is to punish trans people, why not... <laughs> The USCCB voted unanimously at their annual meeting to authorize their doctrine-crafting body to come up with a proposal, which would be a revision to the list of rules that are binding on Catholic hospitals. They voted unanimously to say, yeah, go ahead and make this happen. So, like, the document hasn't been updated yet with Mm -hmm. anti-trans stuff. But they've basically given the group that writes the rules a green light to add anti-trans stuff to the list. Well,
1: cool. I mean, I don't think the Catholic Church has any other issues that they should be focusing None on. None so. whatsoever. Yeah, this feels like a really good use of their time. Yep. Ah.
0: Uh. Alright, a couple more. Here's this I'm tired one. though. No, you don't get to be tired.
1: I still have to go to work after that. Too bad.
0: Uh, guess what? There was a Polish there's a Polish bus company that has a gazillion routes all around the country. One of those routes I
1: feel like this is the beginning of a joke somebody's dead trying to tell of, me.
0: It kind of is. Oh no. There is a city in Poland oh, spelled no. H-E-L. It's a tourist destination. It's beautiful. It's like a little peninsula. Everything's a beach. Mm. It's great. <laughs> cool. I've seen pictures of it. It's great. And so they're like, what bus line should we have that goes to hell?
1: Highway to hell. Which, Basket of hell.
0: What's the number of the bus line?
1: 666. Six, six.
0: You're damn right. Fuck it is. yeah, it is. So for years now, they've had bus route 666 to hell.
1: In Poland? In
0: Poland, which they is are heavily Catholic. Heavily
1: Catholic people. Yep.
0: And it was hilarious. Some people got a kick out of it.
1: That is very it was, funny. It's just
0: a funny joke. Honestly, the city, the town of hell, or whatever they call it in Poland, like they're like, this is good. We could sell shirts with this. Of course. I rode the I rode bus six 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 to hell. Yeah. Slap that on a shirt, sell it at a, a huge cost markup. It'll yeah, be great.
1: I would wear that right now.
0: Uh, last week, however, um, it was announced by the bus company that they're going to change the bus route number. Hmm. They're going to change it from 666 to, to 669.
1: 69. Fuck you! No!
0: 669. Yep. They
1: changed it to 69?
0: No, 669.
1: It doesn't matter. They put 69. That's even funnier, Hammett. It's now I not, double though. want that. It's not, though. Come on. 69's the sex number.
0: Because, th- yes, we know the joke. Because <laughs> it's
1: like...
0: Yes, we figured it out. <laughs> Thank you for explaining Listen, I me. think this um, is a lateral podcast. move.
1: I think this is a lateral move. 666 no. is very funny. 669 is also extremely funny. No, if
0: they said 69 to hell, funnier. Just changing the last digit so it's not 666. Grooving out the squares, man. That's just messing with the economy at this point.
1: Well, that feels dramatic. And the reason
0: they did it, by the way, is because... they're a deeply Catholic country? Because one, as far as I can tell, one conservative Catholic website years ago complained about it, and said the malicious route number strikes at the Christian order of the Polish state and its foundations, and hence, at the good of all of us. And when the, newspapers, the, when the newspapers asked the bus company, are you, are you changing the route number? Because, like, one dude complained on the internet. Um, and the guy who oversees their route planning said, for years, we have received objections from opponents of this number. So we changed it from 666 to 669, which is less controversial and less conspicuous. And nicer. However, he also said in the two days after the change was announced, his firm was inundated with complaints from the other side who want 666 back. So who knows? But also, well, it's so very depressing.
1: Are they finding that kowtowing to anybody who has any kind of objection to anything is not always in the best interest of society or at large? Finding
0: it out the hard way. Huh, uh, by weird. the way, same thing happened in 2017 when a thin air airplane service, their flight 666 flew to Helsinki.
1: Oh, classic.
0: On Friday the 13th.
1: Nice work. That was nice headlines work. everywhere.
0: Finland. Cause all you got were these headlines about flight six 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 to hell on the unluckiest day of the year. Oh, it's hilarious. Very good, but also the headlines were, you guys, this is funny. Yeah, and now the town of hell is gonna lose that.
1: That's too bad. It is
0: too bad. Cohen's
1: gone through a lot, you know. Maybe you should give him this one, gang.
0: It's very disappointing. (laughs) It's all they had. Let them keep it. All they have are beautiful beaches and nothing else. Let them have this. Uh All right, one final story for you, because this survey came out, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it. Uh, What percent of people in the United Kingdom still believe in God? This is according to the World Values Survey, which is an international study conducted by the Policy Institute at King's College London. Again, the question is, what percentage of people in the UK believe in God?
1: 47%.
0: Nicely done. Forty-nine percent. First time it's dipped below 50%.
1: I am fucking on, You're on it. Maybe fire. we should always record in the mornings. Right. No, this is terrible. I hate it. Um
0: and actually the numbers even lower for the percentage of people who believe in an afterlife and heaven. Sure. And hell. But fewer than half. Why? Wow. Fewer than half. This tracks with what we've seen in previous studies, but it's kind of a shock how much disregard people in the UK have for organized religion and the beliefs associated with it. Same survey found 72% of people in the UK don't want religious authorities interpreting laws. 82% trust people who don't share their faith, which is what you hope in a pluralistic democracy. Yeah. Um, and by the way, what percentage of UK's Gen Z, very young people, what percentage of them believe in God?
1: Um... What of where?
0: Uh, under uh, under what is Gen Z eighty eighty one past born in nineteen eighty one or later?
1: No, because we're millennials and we were both born Fine. after 1981. I give up. Then people well, born like, in I 2012. 20, um Oh God! Uh, I'm going to say 86 percent do not believe in God.
0: Uh, 37 percent believe in God. Very small, much. That's all right. It's even lower than the 49 percent. 63 do believe in God, but uh, it's still a lot lower. Only 33 percent of citizens in the UK now describe themselves as religious. Mm -hmm. Uh, Others are like spiritual, but not religious. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, 21 percent say they're atheists. Which is a lot higher than in the Fuck. U.S. So
1: one out of five British Zenials are no. This is all oh. all citizens. Okay, now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Twenty-one percent called themselves atheists in the U.S. The number, according to the same survey, is uh, five five percent. I
1: presume you do not have the sorry. breakdown by like individual countries, right? Because no, I'm know. wondering. You I'm mean wondering, within the U.K. and stuff? Yeah, I'm just wondering if like Northern Ireland yeah, pulls I don't it. Know. Um, you know. Closer, you know, kind of drags Fair the Fair question. Average.
0: I don't know the answer. Uh, the Not humanist important. UK chief executive, Andrew Copson, uh, responded to the reaction by saying, like, none of this is surprising to him or his organization. But he said, <laughs> we need to address the outdated approach to issues such as faith-based discrimination in schools, hmm. bishops in the House of Lords, and the lack of legal humanist marriage, which remains a thing in England. Really? Like, you have to be a religious uh, priest, basically, to perform a wedding.
1: did not know that. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So,
0: good on them. Yeah. Uh, Well, let's see if it'll keep going. There are religious uh, representatives who are like, People would ask them, What do you think about these numbers? And they're trying to spin it like, Religion's still good, you guys. We do food banks.
1: We're getting, we're small but mighty. (laughs)
0: Right. And it's like, Yeah, during times of turbulence and social upheaval, there are institutions that help people out. I include churches in that mix. But any, good, today? but any good that churches do anywhere in the world, I mean, it's so vastly outshadowed by, overshadowed by the harm they cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, as going back to Pat Robertson, like, the most vocal and media-grabbing religious leaders are typically known for the bigotry they espouse, not yep. the people who benefit from their kindness. Mm-hmm. So, like, no wonder that number of people who believe in God, the percentage just keeps going lower and lower. Yeah, we should not be shocked by this. Um I'll stop there.
1: That's, wow. That's a lot. That's That was a lot. I guess it's been a week and a half. I'm so tired. I know.
0: It's been a while since we talked. There's so much to cover. And, and it'll be a, another week plus since, until we talk again. Yeah. So we're
1: going to be kind of, this is going to be a weird break, couple uh, couple months for us vis-a-vis recording. It's
0: all good. Where um, do we find you? Well,
1: <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Bloomby. Although, truly, I have not been on social media much at all, um, you can you find can...
0: me at haven't Meta on Twitter. You can support us by going to Patreon dot com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Uh, you can get bonus episodes and ad free episodes. You can also leave a review on iTunes. You could email us Friendly Atheist Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, over the next couple weeks, by the way, because it's summer and because schedules are weird, we'll have a couple more interviews. Mm-hmm. We will have uh, there will be episodes, but there will be interspersed with yes.
1: other stuff. Uh, you can also leave a review on iTunes. couple pretty mean ones coming up. This Ooh. is from Climb Bike. Really want to love this podcast, but I really want to love this podcast, but the constant shrieking, whining, and squeaking. Oh, that's a new one. Nice. Squeaking of Jessica makes it really difficult to listen to. It's unfortunate because her rants can be quite fun, and she has the potential to bring a lot to the show. He sees potential in me. But, unfortunately, she just mostly seems unprepared and just rants and raves in an unproductive way most of the time. I'll come back if she becomes more professional or is replaced. Um, So, the premise of this show is that I don't know the Mm. news story. So, I'm not sure how prepared I could be.
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: that's neither here nor there. I would like to know if other
0: podcasts also read their shitty reviews and stupid reviews. Well,
1: I don't know. I mean, I think they should. I think it makes me really humble. (laughs) Um, and I'll be thinking about this all day.
0: There you go. Thanks everybody. Oh, um,
1: bonus episode. We're going to be talking about, um, a show called The Head that I started. That's very good on HBO or whatever HBO is now. Um, a concert I went to in Wisconsin with my parents and the FBI agent I met there. Um, yesterday I worked animal care and I want to talk about that. And also I'm listening to a podcast about project Manhattan. If you want to talk about that. All right.
0: All right. We'll see you next week. Bye everybody.
1: Bye.